I'm Jimmy Alexander, and welcome to Out With Jimmy, the podcast where members of the LGBTQ community share their coming out stories with you. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please click subscribe to make sure you don't miss any episodes. And while you're there, it won't hurt my feelings if you write us a nice review and give us a lot of stars. It does help. Social media, Out With Jimmy on Instagram, Out With Jimmy Alexander. And if you want to share your story, go to outwithjimmy.com and write me there. And this week we have... I am Jordan Costin. I live in Alexandria, Virginia. I am an executive director of a nonprofit, and I am gay. Jordan, when was the first time you looked at someone and said, I'm gay? I would actually say I was 14 years old. And who did you tell? I told my best friend. And how did she take it? She took it exceptionally well. She's actually my best friend to this day, and she was actually at my wedding one week ago. Congratulations. Jordan just got married to his husband, who is... Charles Sumter. And um, how did you meet Charles? I met Charles in the AOL chat room <laughs> over 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's trying to say manhunt, but he doesn't want to say man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so let's go back to early childhood, and then we'll get to back to what is not, I don't like to say happy ending because it's just a happy beginning right. with your marriage, and congratulations, by the way. So you told your friend you're 14 years old. When did you first think that you may be gay? So my story wasn't me thinking it. It was something that was actually pushed on me from a very young age. I would say five or six years old, it was always, you're different, something's di- wrong about you, the way you talk, the way you sound, and things like that. So that different turned into gay shortly thereafter, and that's what I was tormented with for most of my childhood years. When you say tormented, it wasn't the way you just said it, like um, people were just saying, oh, you're different, or something's wrong with you. It was a probably much more aggressive it demeaning. Big, yeah, it was demeaning. Um, I was picked on several times um, throughout I would say my just all of my youth it was just something that was used against me. And no matter how much I said, I don't know what gay is or I know what gay is and that's not me or I don't think that's how I identify. I was just told that constantly every single day. So you were defined by a term that they were using as a slur mm-hmm. that you didn't even understand what the hell it meant. Right. And was this by kids in the neighborhood, kids at school or family? It was kids in the neighborhood and people at school. So people I thought were my friends. So they're telling you this in school. You're how old when this started? I would say somewhere around six, seven years old. Did you talk to your family about it? I did not. Uh, growing up, I had a highly religious family. was raised in the church, and it was just thought of as sinful to actually be anything but straight. I was talking to somebody, and they kept saying the word shame. Mm-hmm. And that is something when you're gay or a lesbian, at a very early age, you feel shame. And it's not not even by other people, you put it upon yourself because of things you see in, in the media or at school or even hearing your families talk about other gay people. Right. You're like, oh my God, I'm one of them and you have to hide it. Right. So how long did it take you from the time you're 14, you tell your friend, and then what, what happened after that? I started to just feel more comfortable. I could just breathe a little bit better. Just telling that one person. Just telling that one person. I never had that conversation before and it just... Felt like a weight was lifted off of me, as they say. Um, I totally, I think everybody understands that. Um, somebody asked me, give me advice, asked for advice about coming out. And I'm like, find that one person. Find that one person. And did she tell anybody? She didn't. It was something that she understood was between the two of us. And she said, this is not my story to tell. It's yours. And I appreciate you being willing and being open with me. When was the next time you told somebody else? Maybe a couple of months later, actually. Uh, it was three of us in a best friend circle. So I actually told the other best friend. Girl? Girl. When's the first time you told a family member? Wow. I actually didn't tell a family member until I was actually in college, maybe my junior year. 
when did you first have a boyfriend? I had one in high school. Did everybody know or did you keep it on the down low? So my close friends and best friends knew, but that's all who knew. And did he go to the same school as you? He did not. He went to a separate high school. My situation, I'm bi, so I had girlfriends, and then I had this guy at another school. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing worse than him looking at me going, we can't tell people? I'm like, no, no, we can't. <laughs> now, I'm older than you, but I'm sure still that wasn't, you weren't walking down the street holding his hand. Absolutely not. Because you're from Atlanta, right? Yep. And that's one of the most gay-friendly places you could imagine in the United States. Yeah. But even then, you, you wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, so to put it into context, my family, highly religious. His family was very homophobic. His father was very much against like anything that was not, he loved football. He loved everything that was extremely masculine. And and you're like, hey, I like football too because jockstraps. We all like jockstraps. So how long did you two date? Actually, for about two years. Hiding that relationship had to be tough. It was, and the only reason we actually broke up is because his father actually found out. Mm, how'd he find out? Uh, another friend of ours actually wrote a note about all of us, like, kind of, it was two couples who were close friends, and one wrote a note and then included us in it, and the parents found out, and we were all, like, separated, basically. Did your parents talk to you about it? They tried. Um, it didn't go over very well, so we just decided we would just, my mother pretended like it didn't happen. That I think that happens a lot. Yeah. Was like, mm, they can't process it right i think happens you're in high school you have um boyfriend Mm -hmm. did kids in the school know no no one knew no one outside of my friendship circle my close friendship circle knew proms dances did he somehow get there or nope okay all of our proms and dances separately from each other when did you start living openly as a gay man well i was in college and how did that happen I just felt it was time at that point. I was on my own. I was making good grades. So I decided I would tell my family and just everybody else is like, this is who I am. You know, love me or hate me. I have to just be who I am and live authentically. Let's go back to that day. Um, how old are you at the time, do you think? It's about 20 years old. Did you do it at home? I did not. I actually did it over the phone. And how did that call go? Well, it was me telling my mother and... It was a very tense, I was very anxious to tell her, but I felt like she needed to know I'd been dating somebody for six months. My mother would come to college every couple of months or so and check on me and take me out. And I wanted her to meet my boyfriend at the time. So I felt like it was just necessary to say, this is who I am. I've been dating this wonderful person. And she froze and she said, okay, I understand. This is just who you are. And I just give me a minute to process. So it took her a couple of months to actually process. But boy, it had to make you feel so good that that was the response she gave you. Yeah. Let me, and I've said here before that it takes the person a long time to come to grips with who they are. Right. And then you admit it to yourself in the middle of the night when no one knows, you know, and then you tell the first person, then you start telling other people. But then when you tell your parents, you've already come to grips with it and dealt with every issue in your mind. Mm -hmm. And your parents, you can't automatically expect them Minute one to understand. And right. I love how your mom worded, let me process this and then move on. Right. And so how was that journey for her? I mean, it took her a while. Unfortunately, my relationship ended before she got to that good place. Okay. It ended a couple of months after I actually told her. And um, six months after my relationship ended, I actually met what is my current husband back then. And so by the time I actually started dating him, she was actually in a really good place. So she would come up. She met him, she fell in love with him, and we would all just hang out together every time she came up here. Don't you want to tell that kid who's six years old, hearing all those things, like, look where I am now. Yeah. I mean, it's 
Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Now, how about other members of your family? I didn't tell the rest of my family until I was 26 years old. And unfortunately, I had to tell them because uh, my mother was actually dying of cancer at mm. the time. And I needed my boyfriend to actually be there for me because although I love my, my siblings and grandparents and aunts and uncles, you can't uplift me the way this man has as being such an important part of my life. So after we were together about seven years at that point, and I just basically had to come out to my entire family in the hospital and just say, this is who I am. Not only am I gay, I'm with this man. I love him. This is my life living authentically. I have to say, Jordan, though, it is smart because of the things going on in their lives with your poor mom there, yeah. ill, in comparison to that, you being gay and this being your boyfriend is not a big deal. Right. It's not a, It's not the most important fish to fry at that moment. Right. How did they take it? They took it exceptionally well at that point. They were saying, okay, well, can we meet him? He's gonna, oh, so he's actually going to be here. So everybody was very open and loving of the fact that I could be authentic and said, we want to meet this person. Please have them here by your That's side to lift you up. That's great. Um, and I know not every family has that acceptance and that openness. I know that. Um, but it's great to hear that in a time when you desperately needed mm -hmm. him to be there for you, right. he was there. I always say that things that most gay people loathe hate is when somebody says after you come out, I always knew you were gay. Right. And on the other side of that, older kids telling a kid like you, you don't even know what gay is, and they're telling you you're gay. Right. Have you seen any of those people who's said those things to you? I have. Did you get an apology or anything like that? I have not. But you know what? I don't actually go looking for one because yeah. I'm living my best life. And I feel like, you know, karma happens. And I know that I'm living a really good, successful, loving life over here. And some of those people who are being the naysayers and saying those things are, let's just say, not as successful. But now you've taken what happened to you as a kid being bullied mm -hmm. and have helped other kids. Tell us how. So with uh, this nonprofit I founded, Safe Space Nova, we put on social activities for the LGBT LGBTQ youth across Northern Virginia to come together and just be around other people, other youth who are experiencing the same type of emotions that you are. Maybe you're questioning. Maybe you do actually know you're gay. Maybe transgender, whatever the case may be. But be around those kids because oftentimes you feel like you're alone and nobody else is feeling this. So let's bring these kids together. You all can actually share those emotions and have those talks and things like that. I think there's probably a lot of straight people mm -hmm. who listen, who when they first hear the term safe space, they roll their eyes. Yeah. Not knowing what that safe space is really about. Right. Safe space is about inclusivity for LGBTQ as well as the allies. So it's all bringing us together in a happy place saying that we're okay, you know, as a community, basically. Because I know a lot of times um, LGBTQ kids want to be able to go be with other kids like themselves. Right. Where they don't have to worry about being bullied, right. stares, mm -hmm. looks. And, um, you know, I know you've done a lot of work and I know a lot of the people that you've worked with and helped. And all you have to do is go to a pride prom. And it's like, oh, my God, it's the most beautiful thing. Oh. When did you first have this um, idea for Safe Space? Wow, I probably had it about five years ago. I would take my notepad with me on trips and just kind of sketch out if I was to build a nonprofit from the ground up, what would that look like? Who would it be servicing? What are our goals? What type of program would we put in place? And after two years, my husband said, you know, either you're going to do this or you're not. I mean, you've been playing around with this two years. It sounds absolutely great. So in that moment, I decided March 2016, March 29th, 2016, I'm going to go and incorporate. And I built a nonprofit ever since. If somebody wanted to donate time or money or um, equipment, how would they do that? They can actually just reach out to me, um, Jordan at safespacenova.org, or go to our website, www.safespacenova.org. When you go back to the memories of school, give me a moment that 
led you to right now? Wow. I was walking down the hallway and one of the students was just really looking to pick a fight and kept yelling slurs at me. And at the end of the day, they came up to me and just, you know, started swinging and I had to come and defend myself. And it's just like, I feel like all I did was just walk down the hallway and I was in a good mood. And I think about that as just, again, it was a bad bullying situation and what's somebody to be there. And all it was is you were you. Yeah. Even though how far our community has come. Mm -hmm. Still, still people in the LGBTQ community get attacked on the street, mm-hmm. get murdered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's, it's hyperbole for me to say that it's an epidemic in the trans community, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, hope our, I hope the rest of us support those brothers and sisters that we have in that community stay safe. It's, yeah. it's very scary, very scary. With this organization that you built, founded, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Give me a couple moments that have made you the most proud. Wow. Well, we actually had our first brunch fundraiser. Uh, that was actually about a month ago now. And that made me extremely proud because we were able to give away scholarships to these youth, some of the LGBT ah. who are in college now who've matriculated through our programming. We've got to recognize an LGBTQ leader and raise money for the organization as a whole. So it was our first biggest event that we'd ever done on our own and uh, actually pull it off and get so many kudos and see so many people from the community and allies come together and support us, which is so great. Well, it's great. You, you meet these kids, they grow up, and they become mentors, and they pass it on and pass it on where, you know, you, you, the legacy that you're building now with Safe Space um, is going to be here for a very long time. Where do you want to see Safe Space Nova five years from now? We want to have a drop-in space. So this is a place where the youth can actually come hang out after school. So you want to watch movies, play video games with friends. We also want to have other services available. So mentoring, tutoring, counseling, come and seek that out at our drop-in space. So if somebody had space that they're not using, that would be great. Yes. What kind of space are you looking for? Um, A space we can actually just have the teens come and congregate. So Mm. warehouse space would actually be great, something like that. So if you have a uh, warehouse... If you have a warehouse that you're not using and that I'm sure you would get a nice tax benefit for it and your kid or your cousin's kid or your nephew uh, may be a member of the LGBTQ community or you have a heart and you're not using it, reach out for uh, Safe Space Nova. I'm sure they would love to have a facility for kids to be able to go hang out and, uh, and have a good time, be safe. Like any other normal kid, like what you would want them to happen. Um, tell us about your wedding. Our wedding was actually on a boat that went around the Potomac River. Which one? Uh, it's called the Cherry Blossom. Beautiful. It's a replica of an 1800 uh, steamboat from the 1800s. Jordan, think about your life being bullied, going through all of that, mm-hmm. but motivating you to create this wonderful organization. And now you're married. What advice would you give that kid? That you're going to be okay and you'll get through this. That's the biggest thing I wanted to tell myself um, in my younger years. I always think that, you know what, I couldn't get through this. This is going to eat me up and there's going to be... I'm. At one point, I wanted to take my own life because I felt like it just, I was worthless because I was having these things happen to me simply because I was just being my authentic self. And it's grabbing that, you know, 14 year old, 13 year old, six year old, just saying, at the end of the day, you're going to get through this and you're going to be so much better on the other side. Yes, Jordan's life is better. And I think part of the reason is he has made life for so many other people much better also. In fact, he's being recognized this week by the Arlington Alexandria Gay and Lesbian Alliance. They're honoring Jordan as the founder and executive director of Safe Space Nova 
at the AGLA Equality Awards. Congratulations, Jordan, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you to WTOP and Julia Ziegler for allowing us to record in the studios. And thank you for listening here at Out With Jimmy. We'd love you to follow us on social media, Out With Jimmy, Out With Jimmy Alexander on Instagram. And if you want to share your story, we'd love to hear it. Go to outwithjimmy.com. And please subscribe at Apple Podcasts. Remember, you never know when the last time you'll be able to tell somebody you love them. So go ahead and do it now.